Hey, everyone, and welcome to this very special episode of Let's Be Honest with Peter Kozadoy. Honestly, this is take number two for me and a very special guest. His name is uh, Carrie Oberbrunner. Carrie's the author of Unhackable. Carrie, welcome to the show. It's good to have you here, man. Hey, we just chose not to get hacked, which <laughs> a lot of a lot of people, hey, when life happens, they get hacked. And that's what we're here to talk about today. So I, I'm thrilled to be with your audience. All right. Love it. And it's good for you to be here. So uh, for those of you who don't know you, don't know your work in the book, just take three minutes and let everyone know who you are, what you do, and what gets you fired up out there. Yeah. So basically, I believe that souls on fire are the most powerful weapon on, on earth. And I believe that we get to be souls on fire when we answer three questions. Who am I? Identity. Why am I here? Purpose. And where am I going? Direction. And where those three questions, those three circles converge, uh, we have the opportunity to be a soul on fire. It's fantastic. I mean, of course, I love that because it's everything I talk about in the book. You know, Ooh, I love it. Who you are, what you want, and what it takes to get there. Because without that, we're just operating from a foundation of complete bullshit. And no wonder <laughs> so many people end up in a life that they didn't want or design uh, yes. because they weren't weren't honest about it in the first place. So. Clearly, I'm resonating with that and love that. Awesome. So, so Carrie, you're you're the perfect you know person to really get into you know shows called Let's Be Honest, right? So, yes, take us to a time over the course of your career, and you know, hopefully, we'll get a little more of a glimpse behind uh, you know some of the people yeah. who help what you do. And tell us about a time you had to get brutally honest with yourself. You know, what, wow. what was that like? What was the situation? What did you do? And what happened next? I'll tell you what. A lot of my early life, I ran from honesty and it wasn't like I wanted to live a lie on purpose, but I was dealing with a lot of uh, anger, a lot of perfectionism. It turned into actually self-hatred and I share about this in my book. So it's, it's no secret, but I got into self-injury and I'm 43. So this was before the days of the internet and I, you know, it wasn't for show. It wasn't to post things on online. It was literally a way of coping through life. I, I knew suicide wasn't the answer and it was a way to essentially um, just cope with, with the anger. And uh, I, I grew up with a stuttering problem back in the early 80s. And so back then they just said, learning disabled, go in this class. And then uh, like anybody in life, you go through pain, but when you stutter, you don't express yourself. And so I, I really took a lot of that expression of anger inward. And on the outside, I was a, you know, great guy. Uh, my parents were in ministry. I grew up as a pastor's kid and, and all that. And so, you know, you don't, you don't talk about that. You don't, you don't, uh, go to, you don't go to God all messed up. You go to him you know, perfect. That's the lie I told myself. So basically I just, I just was this, um, achiever who on the outside had all the good stuff going, but on the inside, I, I was really, uh, killed by perfectionism. So the way I got out of that was to get honest. And I remember confiding in a professor in grad school about my struggles for the first time ever with, with self-injury. And, I, I did because they basically threatened me and said, hey, you're in these counseling classes, but you're not being honest. What's up? And, and I tried to like, you know, push stiff arm. 
but eventually I, I got honest and instead of them being like, Hey, awesome. Come to the fold. You know, you're being honest. They actually said, here's your F uh, you're not fit to be a counselor and you don't, you don't uh, graduate. And it was like, dang, I mean, you talk about wanting to run back into uh, secrecy, but thankfully I, I did through counseling, marrying my wife, and a lot of internal work, I got to the point where um, I did get, to be honest, and he even wrote a book about it eventually uh, called Your Secret Name, which which deals with the the lies we all tell ourselves. So I, I think your brand, my brand, I'm resonating 100%. Mm-hmm. So, Carrie, you raise an interesting point, and I get this in some of the workshops that I do. It's like there are times when... I know the right thing is to be honest, but being honest could result in a negative outcome. Oh like yeah, the one you described, right? What do you say to those folks? How do you? How does one think through that or work through that? I think this is the classic dilemma of all movies: The Matrix, Dead Poet Society. It's where this is the hero's journey. It's where the hero says, "I'm in the ordinary world. I feel the call to adventure. I hear the call, but." there's no way I'm going to take it. It's too risky. I'm going to stay safe, stay stuck. And that's what most of the population does. Most of the population says it's not worth it. It's not worth rocking the boat. And they don't want to go off script. And off script could mean this is what your parents say. This is what your society says. This is what you're supposed to do. This, But my whole life I've been off script, meaning I left the pastorate. So I actually became a pastor, you know, loved many parts of it, but it was claustrophobic. And in my, in that profession, you don't leave unless you steal money or have an affair, you know? So I didn't want to do either, but I wanted to become an entrepreneur and it's like, what, you know, are you selling out? But, but that was the, that was the call. I love this quote that my coach told me. He said, you can't take the ring and stay in the Shire. And, and if you're a Lord of the Rings fan, that makes sense. If not, you're like, what the heck does that mean? <laughs> but, but it basically says you, you can't live a life of adventure and be honest uh, if you're unwilling to, to get uncomfortable. So I think that we have to get uncomfortable. I think that it is worth the price. It is, there is a cost, but there's a cost for staying mediocre. There's a cost for being average. There's a cost for being status quo. We never talk about that, but that's the, hey, I'm 85 sitting on a porch. What if I would have? And to me, the cost of regret is way more expensive than the cost of risk. I couldn't agree more. I mean, one of my biggest fears is mediocrity. And I wish it were a fear that more people had because then they would take more quote unquote risks, which of course aren't risks at all. It's, you know, Carrie, I've been telling people like, I'm very fortunate. Like my, my book premiere is number one in a couple categories and Amazon one of them is this ethics. And that's nice, right? I think people should be ethical and moral and all that crap, but that's not what this is about. This is about, to your point, the cost and opportunity cost that we incur when we decide to be honest or not honest and not, not just honest, but strategically brutally honest. And yes. you know, what, what all those little micro decisions add up to over time. 
you know, and making sure people understand that just because you don't think about the cost, mm -hmm. it is quantifiable. The opportunity yeah. is there that you don't take. And I think, you know, you phrased it in one of the best ways I've heard, which is that the, the time in which that opportunity cost is most quantifiable is when it's too late. Mm. Right. You're able to reflect back on a life that you can't then repeat. Yeah. And I think, I think there are some people that intuitively get this and there are many people in the middle that really need to be, to be pushed to understand that there is both a cost and an opportunity cost. And to your point, you know, part of the, one of the ways I phrase it is I have always found to my surprise that the opportunity cost was higher than any cost I incurred from making a bold move. Yes, absolutely. I mean, this is, this is the point of being unhackable, you know, like, we talk about unhackability and getting hacked and it's no longer computers, smartphones, bank accounts. Those are all costly, but it's our brains, which are made up of, uh, you know, our bodies are made up of systems, circulatory, respiratory, pulmonary, and our brains are like supercomputers. So, so literally when someone or something gains unauthorized access to us, we get hacked. And to your point, Peter, it's, it's our dreams, it's our lives. And a lot of people just say, put me back in the matrix, erase my brain. Um, I'm fine being hacked every day. And, and we literally are in a society now where human knowledge doubles every 12 hours, not every thousand years. We make 35,000 decisions a day. Like we are in a battle and you will be hacked unless you go against the flow. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, the first chapter of my book is fraud is our fault you know we oh. are the ones who open that door to being misled to the misleading facebook post the misleading news headline to the misleading yes. like, it's us you know, we have personal responsibility which i think are two words that unfortunately have been lost um in our current society but absolutely uh, so carrie you know looking back on everything you've done i mean you've, you've shared a couple stories certainly what are you the most proud of and then share with us, you know, what you're the least proud of looking back. Mm, it's a great question. Wow. The most proud of, I would say, building a team. Um, I think that we all think in the beginning, at least I did, that a solopreneur, you know, no strings attached. I mean, I employee freaked the heck out of me like that term. I don't want employees. I don't want anything that's going to hold me back. And I think that that was true for a season, but this last year I've, I purposely took on two employees. I now have um, about three dozen people I write checks to every month. And so I've gone from this, hey, here's my dream to now let's ignite souls globally. And I'll just tell you that, is it more complex? Yes, you know, it is, but I feel like it's now a movement. And so, the, the, the cool thing is it's bigger than me. So by that, I mean, we are a global publishing company as well. And we, we're publishing over a thousand authors now and all their messages are now igniting souls. So the legacy piece is there, but the control, you lose control. So I've fully lost control and I, and I admit that. And, and it's a good thing because, because it's outgrown me. Uh, the thing that I'm, uh, would you call it least proud of? Yeah. I used to use the word regret and too many people took uh, issue with it. So it there changed. you go. <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll use regret just, just for, just for you. But I would say 
for 12 years, I kind of lived that victim card where, hey, Carrie, what's your biggest prop? My boss, you know, what, what's your biggest obstacle? The, the board, like, in other words, I, I worked in a church and loved a lot of it and told live, I told others to live a big game, an adventurous game, a risky game. And I almost never left because three kids, wife, mortgage, health insurance, you name it, you know. So at 35, I did leave uh, about seven, eight years ago, but I waited really long. And I felt I feel like it was the right time. Um, it still was crazy tough. But if I would have waited longer, that's when you start saying, well, I'll, I've been here this long. I'll just stick it out. And, and like I almost crossed that mark, which, which would have been so detrimental. So I just encourage anybody, like it doesn't matter your age. You know, if you're watching Peter's live stream here today, you're, this is not by accident. Get his book. Give him a five-star review, you know, because you find value in what he does. And realize that he's a guy who is saying yes to his dreams, and therefore he's qualified to lead you. So that was the big gap. That's the integrity gap that a lot of thought leaders, authors have is like, hey, go live a big dream. And then it's like, well, what are you doing? Uh, nothing. Totally. So, so I encourage everybody, like, I don't care. Uh, my mom just finished her first book at the age of 70. Wow. You know, and uh, yeah. So you're never too old. You're never too young. That's amazing. It's an amazing, it, more people need to hear that yeah. and more people need to get out of the, the fear. I mean, and I, I back it up even further, Carrie, and I think you'd agree to get out of the ego, right? Mm. All those internal messages that are just, they're just not even true. Yeah. And yet it forms the operating basis of, of so many folks out there. Um, and that's what I was hoping to attack. And it sounds like that's the first line of defense of making us unhackable. Am I right? Absolutely. Yeah. I tell people in the book that you will always seek out to be hacked until you have what's called your boon. And I know you're into some of the hero's journey stuff, but, but the hero's journey, that's the whole reason they go on the adventure is because there's this boon. I call it your greatest ache, your deepest longing, your, your truest passion. And it's what you're willing to suffer for. That's what the Greeks defined passion, not how much you love something, but how much you were willing to suffer for something. So I would encourage your listeners, like, what are you willing to suffer for? And that's not real popular. You won't find it on the Hallmark card. But I think, I think Peter, you would agree that like your dream is worth suffering for. Of course. Or give it up. You know, yeah. Stop, stop complaining about it. I'd say. Yeah. I don't want. Absolutely. So, so you need that to identify that boon first. And once you do, then you say it's not worth getting hacked over. But before that, you actually crave distractions. And I, I, we have an assessment that's free. It's, it's at unhackablebook.com. But you can literally take it and say, okay, what is my unhackability score? Because until, you know, everyone's like, oh, I don't use my, I don't use my smartphone. And yet then you look at your usage and it's like pre-COVID five hours, post-COVID 12. And it's not just that technology is not the enemy. You know, we're, technology is not the enemy. But technology, if you've seen the social dilemma, it is literally 
designed to get you to pay attention not pay cash pay attention eyeballs eardrums and so it's it's designed like a slot machine you know pull it down and scroll and see if you got anything and so all these dopamine hits are a substitute for the real passion of our of our true dream yeah. couldn't have said it better myself so you lead perfectly into you know for people that want to know more about you where can they find you yeah just go to unhackablebook.com and even slash free we have no email opt-in and a ton of stuff how do you find out your boon 80 questions you know what is some of this hero's journey thing so i just know that this book's uh the in my opinion it's it's the great antidote to 2020 because everybody knows 2020 was like hey the economy politics racism it, it all hacked us but stop sitting there and actually become unhackable and I know your book is a perfect companion, and I think those two books together would would you know brutally honest plus unhackable. That that's a great combo right there. Makes a wonderful Christmas gift for the untrustworthy uh, in your life. <laughs> yeah, there you go, um, Carrie. You know, thank you so much. Can you hold the book up for everyone to see? Yeah, folks? yeah. Unhackable. Just Close the gap between dreaming and doing, and it's really a third. There's no chapters. It's a thirty day missions 30 days of missions to become flawless ideas superhuman focus and achieve optimal human performance through flow i love that and listen folks you know some of you are action-oriented types others are people that are going to sit there in their own drool and not know what any of this means don't be the latter go yeah. to amazon google unhackable go to unhackablebook.com get the book yeah. get the book i mean when, when people they, they tell me like oh that was i heard carrie on my on your show peter and that was so cool i said did you go buy his book oh well no oh so you just <laughs> want to be hackable for the rest of your life like That's go it. get the book people yeah. take actions in those little micro actions you are telling so yourself good. something that you are going to be unhackable that you are going to keep learning that you're open-minded enough to know that there is more to do and mm -hmm. learn and grow out there in the world so you know or don't just don't complain to me when you don't achieve results in your life it's not there you go there you go. Well, you're 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 an inspiration to all of us because I know you're younger than me, and it sounds like you got your head screwed on pretty straight. Uh, oh, I don't at, know about that. I think my wife would at, disagree, but uh, <laughs> working on great. it every day. Thank you, thank you for doing that. Yeah, man, my pleasure. So, Kerry, you know, thank you so much for being on the show. You're welcome to come back anytime, man. Awesome. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. And for those of you out there. Uh, who've listened to this, you know, thanks, of course, for listening in. Uh, very special. I don't know where you're listening, but now this is getting turned into an official podcast. You can find it on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, all those uh, happy places. And uh, Carrie, I'm actually going in to record the audiobook this Friday. So you get to be my last show before. Big congrats, man. The audiobook. I love it. It's a great process. Love it. Thanks again. Thanks for everyone out there. Thanks for being honest. Until next time, I'm Peter Kozadoy. Take care. See ya.